Um, I'm excited to have Mike Ferry on today. For those of you who don't know Mike Ferry, you probably just started in the business. Uh, and Mike, correct me, but 45 years of coaching. Uh, he's one of the premier real estate coaches, uh, not just in the U.S., but uh, around the world. We are extremely fortunate to have Mike here today and a kind of a Q&A and kind of go through these things. He was kind enough to uh, agree to answer some questions, both questions that our agents are asking on a daily basis and uh, kind of give some uh, uh, 45 years worth of experience and knowledge uh, back to us. So, Mike, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course, first of all, anytime I'm with Cobalt Banker, I'm excited because I go so far back with Cobalt Banker. I was involved with a company called Forrest E. Olson, which was the founding company that Cobalt Banker purchased back in the 60s. So my history with your great company is, goes a long way. So it's nice to be with Cobalt Banker today. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. And uh, we'll go, go ahead and kick it off. And if we have time in the end, we can uh, maybe do some Q&A. But, um, you know, probably the top question that we have out there is um, uh, realtors asking, you know, should I expect a, a substantial decline in my business as it relates to COVID-19 um, if this continues for a long period? What are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I, I don't think, Jason, this is going to continue for a long time. I think that everybody's working to do all the right things for this this particular disease to be gone. It's going to last longer than we all thought. No question, the social distance, etc. But I and I'm very very adamant about this. I think in terms of real estate production, worst in the month of April that we're going to see from this disease. You know, January, February were pretty strong. First two weeks of March were okay, then it kind of fell down in the last two weeks of March, and then it really came to a had the seriousness in April. So I, I think we've seen the worst. But here, here's the, the, the challenge we face. You know, we probably have still today too many real estate agents for the number of transactions that we do on a national level. And, you know, unfortunately, I know a lot of the Coba Banker brokers that I work with are, you know, Peter, yourself, Jason, you're always doing something to keep your agents active. Um, but most agents are not active, whether it be Cobalt Banker or any other one of the major companies. They're hiding. They're afraid to, you know, participate. So those people are going to have a problem. I mean, you can't go two months without being involved in and expect to come out of this thing shining. So what I guess the biggest message I can give everybody is this. Worst case scenario, Jason, in the U.S. to this year, we'll have 4 million transactions. Well, probably 0.4, 4.5, four million transactions, as you and I know, is 8 million commission checks will be distributed to professional real estate agents. So the opportunity for an agent today is better than ever. I, I guess the best example, um, Bob Hamrick is a good customer of mine here in Las Vegas, Cold Winker Premier. And it's interesting because 15,000 agents in what is relatively small city of Las Vegas, maybe 1,000 agents are working every day maybe a thousand. So most people are not working. So per person productivity for those working should improve as this thing starts to go away. It comes down to three words. It comes down to their ability to maintain a strong mindset. It comes down to their ethics in terms of how they choose to work. And it comes down to their skills. And if they have good skills and they, they have a good work ethic and their mindset is reasonably strong, 
they're going to be okay. Now it's our job, yours and mine and, and Peter's and all the leadership to keep reassuring them it's going to be okay because it's going to be okay. There's no question about it. No, thanks. In fact, that leads me into another question. You talk about mindset. Uh, obviously with offices closed, a lot of people working from home right now, uh, a question becomes, you know, what type of schedule do I keep? Because obviously working from home, there can be distractions. Uh, talk to me about working from home, scheduling, mindset. You know, what's interesting is this question, because of our two months now of home isolation for most of the country, um, and I, I have a little advantage, as you mentioned, we operate also in Europe and in Russia. Europe, of course, Italy, which is our headquarters, was hit with this back in November and December. So they've been home isolated for three or four months. So schedule becomes a major factor. But here's what I, I want to share, and I think the agents will smile. A real estate office is a safe haven for a real estate person to hang out. Nice headquarters, nice locations, nice people, management, assistants, staff, computers, Starbucks is next door. I mean, how can you beat being in a real estate office? And you really don't have to do anything and still be in the office because you can look like you're an active real estate agent. At home, all of our little crazinesses are exposed because we're by ourselves. So the challenge we have now is what do we do? So you're, you're going to love what I, how I answer this. I'm telling every real estate person that has family at home with them, 8.30, quarter to nine, have a family sales meeting. Invite the husband and the kids or the wife and the kids. And then just simply say, I need one hour from nine to 10 to do my job in complete silence. I need to make sure that I can do my job. I focus my job is to most for the family. Then at 10 o'clock, 30 minute break, help the children, help your spouse, take care of your house, etc. 11 o'clock, one hour again. So I'm asking agents to, Jason, do that three times a day. Now, you have a pretty good-sized sales force out, out in what we call the, the, the Victorville Valley. How many total salespeople now in the company do you have? About 150. Can you imagine if all 150 worked three hours a day? <laughs> the production of the company would double because, you know, it's a, business, it's a business where they can look like they're working and not do anything, and that's just the nature of our industry. So I'm asking schedule-wise three one-hour segments a day and then take the break to make sure the household, the children, the schoolwork, your spouse, everything is, is going to be okay. It's, it's a tough schedule, but that's what they have to follow. Yeah, good advice. I guess uh, switch gears a little bit. Uh, you know, I get calls from uh, our agents, um, and it's about deals that are currently in place. You know, Buyers concerned that prices may drop and looking to us as experts and, um, you know, how would you respond, you know, with there's fear? Now, mind you, we come out of the Great Recession. It's in the rearview mirror. It's 10 years ago, but we all have a little burning sensation in the back of our mind. God forbid this will happen again. Uh, sure. And, you know, so the question we get is, do you anticipate prices dropping? And uh, I'd love to hear your response on that. Well, Peter and I have known each other a long time. You know, Corey is a 35-year friend of my wife and I and a customer of ours. We've only recently met through Tony Smith, and that was a wonderful thing for us to be able to meet you through Tony. I will tell you that for the first time in my life, an inventory shortage is to our advantage yeah. because the inventory shortage is what stabilizes prices. You know, it, it goes back to basic economics. You know, it goes by, back to supply and demand. You know, in, in 2009, 
everything in the world was for sale. So the prices fell through the floor. You know, we lost 60% of our equities in our homes. And as a result, you know, it was a disaster for real estate. But this is a whole different environment we're in today. Um, I was I was on a phone call this morning with a large company of 1,500 agents. And they presently in Atlanta, they have a five-week supply of inventory for that entire city. Well, that's that's almost like a day's worth of inventory. You know, it's a disaster. So our, our lack of inventory is a biggest advantage to the agents. Those that take listings, it's a huge advantage because everything sells quick. But second, the lack of inventory is advantageous because it helps us get a buyer to make a decision faster. Mm-hmm. And a lack of inventory is a huge advantage to a seller because the demand for their home is more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for the first time in probably most of our lives, you know, a lack of inventory actually is an advantage. So I want to share something. I grew up in Orange County. I went to 12 years of Catholic school. And I, in the first to admit, I was not a good student. I mean, my middle name, my middle name is David. I got all D's. So I thought they were just recognizing my name on my report card. Until my junior year, I took a class in economics and I got an A. Because I liked it. It was intriguing to me. Well, that's where I understood that when, is, when there is a big supply of anything, prices fall. We don't have a big supply. And when there's no supply, prices go up. How about this example? Toilet paper. I mean, who, who would have ever thought in the U.S. we would have a run on toilet paper? But, you know, when the supply, when the supply is down, the demand goes up. So I, I want to reassure all of the great agents at CB that we don't have to worry about prices, okay? Unless something else changes in the future that we can't see today. Thank you for asking that. Yeah, no, great, great. And, you know, of course, that leads to, you know, clients that are nervous, Um, you know, a lot of bad press out there. Unfortunately, some people get glued to the television uh, and they have a a desire, but, you know, a thought that they should wait this out just to see what happens. And I think that also ties into what you mentioned about a housing shortage. Sure. Well, you know, you and I both know um, that the most important thing for a buyer or seller in relationship to the agent is the motivation of the buyer and seller. So if the motivation is there, and we find that out through the pre-qualifying process, the motivation is there, they're in the right now bucket over here. Okay, we we gotta pay attention to those people because there's commission checks and lives at stake, but it's the ones that are in bucket B, which are the ones that are giving us the excuse of the day, which is we wanna wait, Jason, until this virus passes. Well, we have to understand that people by nature have excuses for everything. And the newest one is we're waiting for the virus. But here's what I'm telling the agents today. And I saw Corey Shepard is on the call, and I'm, I'm waving to Corey because he's a 30-year friend of mine, and nice to see his name on the call. But Corey, when I say what I'm going to say next, Corey and Peter and Tony Smith will probably go, whoa, are you sure Mike Ferry is not possessed? Boy, this is weird what he's saying today. I want them to keep all those leads that are people that want to do something in the future. And I want them to follow up every seven to 10 days. And I want them to communicate, 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 market updates, neighborhood reports, market statistics, because these people, when the floodgate opens, Jason, they're going to come back and buy a home and list their home with your agents. Absolutely. But they're going to pick the agent they've got the best rapport and relationship with. 
And that will be the agent that gives them the best information for the next 30, 60, 90 days. So the communication, now I'm going to say something else. And again, I know Peter will smile when I say this because we've known each other a long time. I am saying to agents today, the three most important words, empathy, kindness, and understanding in dealing with the prospect. We've got to have the empathy to understand that they are afraid because this disease is different. I, I had a broker last week say to me the following, when have we ever in our lives, Jason, walked outside, touched something, and potentially got sick? It's never been around. We've never experienced that. Yeah. So, you know, it's a disease we can't see, we can't feel, we can't touch, we can't smell. So everybody is super cautious. You know, I mean, I, had to, I was in the doctor's office this morning for a couple of hours. You know, the doctors are wearing masks. I'm wearing a mask. Everybody's wearing masks. We're wearing rubber gloves. You know, I felt like a bank robber walking into the doctor's office, for goodness sakes. It's a different world. So our job with all these leads that are not going to do something now is to actually build rapport with them. And if we do that, when the floodgate opens, they're going to come back to the agent they feel the most comfortable with. Thank you. I'm glad you asked that. That's an important question.